0: Previously on the Simply Human Podcast.
1: What's this podcast rated? Where the rubber hits the road, as I say, not flossing is like not wiping your after you poop.
0: <laughs> All right, it's episode 14 of the Simply Human Podcast with your host, Mark Rogers, a human being being human. My goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today, and once again, I'd like to welcome in everyone's favorite co-host, ladies and gentlemen, he's the, he's the Ed McMahon of podcast radio, Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey,
2: yo! <laughs> the Ed McMahon. Uh, does anyone that listens to your podcast, uh, are they going to know who Ed McMahon is? Um,
0: I think half of my listeners probably know, so that that would, let's see, do the math, that's one and a half people know who uh, Ed McMahon <laughs> is. <laughs> you
2: can call me the Andy Richter of the <sighs> podcast, I think yes. it's probably a slight more... Uh, yeah, we're, up I'm, to date.
0: we're we're early 30s, so it's like we're dating ourselves saying or I'm dating myself saying Ed McLaughlin younger, but I guess he's 50. <laughs> so well, it's uh it's 3 days after Christmas when this is going to air. It, it's my 11th anniversary. I've got some uh, got some dinner plans tonight, going on a date, a one-on-one date for the first time uh in like 5 years. So oh, that's well, that's part well. of the enjoy part of uh, part of uh, being a human.
2: If you'd like, I can send you some email tips on like uh, you know how to get that stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Eat a big steak is step number one. Which is <laughs> yeah. what Eat we're so doing. much that you uh, <laughs> want to poop your pants. Yeah. Step one.
0: Hey, someone's dying in the background. What was that?
2: <laughs> oh man, that's uh, children. They're they're attacking each other. So unru- merry Christmas, unru-
0: <laughs> unruly children. Uh, yes. Well, let's see. We're recording this before Christmas. It's going to air after Christmas. So can you speak to how how Christmas might have gone for you?
2: Oh yes, uh, Christmases. Well, and, like these children, they buy so hard into the Santa Claus thing. Like, I want to find who invented that idea. Uh, that you know, this whole you know naughty list and nice list. And I just, I, I gotta, I'd like to give them a high five. Oh, because, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said well, that. Genius. That's like the only thing keeping like them <laughs> on the correct side of like the line. Like the last three weeks is like. They'll do Santa. something, and I just look at them, and I'm like, I'm there's call, no timeouts yeah. anymore. There's no, you know, you'll go to your room, and you'll like it. It's just I look at them, and I give them the, the eye, and I go, buddy, I'm going to call Santa Claus. And they're like, I'm sorry, Daddy. Yeah. They think I have a direct line to Santa Claus, yeah, which a, is
0: awesome. Yeah, any in, yeah, whoever thought of that. It's not like the the true, like, genesis of the Santa Claus thing. And we all know what Christmas stands for, but, like, the Santa Claus part of it, it's not like oh, this believe in this childhood spirit of love and purity and connecting with people. It's like, how do I get my kids to not act like complete moron criminals? Hey, let's come up with some fictional character. And I hope I don't have any young listeners uh, listening (laughs) to this. We
2: just ruined Christmas for you. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, because there's lots of families sitting around Christmas listening to the Simply Human podcast (laughs) (laughs) while they open presents. (laughs) We're well, going to
2: get all kinds of like uh, angry emails like, Dear Mark, thank you for ruining Christmas for my children. <laughs> I hate you.
0: They're uh, so probably
2: right now like with their ear pressed up against the door hearing me say this and going, Santa Claus isn't real. So I'm probably ruining it for my kids. Yes, so. perfect. Terrific.
0: Well, I'm up, at, I'm up away from home right now, so I'm safe. But uh, spe- lucky you. Speaking of the enjoy part of, uh, of the simple human lifestyle, I finished the Divergent series. This morning, I started. What is, what is that? Okay, I saw you Facebooking it, yeah, about that. It's what is like, that? Uh, okay, so Twilight was like this three book series about this, you know, teenage vampires and werewolves, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then uh, Hunger Games was a three book, you know, teeny bopper thing. I read
2: all three of them. Okay. I am a huge Hunger okay, Games fan. Okay.
0: Cool. So Divergent. Now, I'm going to say this this is not a spoiler, okay? I finished it this morning. I started it on Monday on my Kindle. I read all three of them. I finished them this morning. I got up like five thirty to finish. I'm you know, it's like I I speaking of the enjoy part of it, I love I'm I'm a reader. I love to read, and every now and then like I'm reading. Nerd, this, nerd, yeah, alert. nerd alert, nerd alert. I'm I'm reading all this nonfiction like stuff, learning stuff, and every now and then I'm like, you know what? I just need a good book that I can just lose myself in. So anyway, and become a teenage girl. And so mm-hmm. At the, up until, like, the last, like, maybe 2% of the entire three-book series, I was thinking Hunger Games is better, Hunger Games is better. And then, like, the very end of the Divergent series, when I finished it, I was like, okay, that, that's better than Hunger Games. Really? So, just throwing that out there. There's more okay. children dying in the background. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> as long as they're screaming, they're still breathing, yeah. right? So that's...
0: They're stuck in the vacuum, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I highly recommend the Divergent series. The movie's coming out on the first day of spring. I have never even heard of this. Like, I, well, I guess okay. I need
2: to hang out at more. <laughs> well, I, guess I need to <laughs> hang out at more high schools with yeah. my members-only jacket and awesome mustache. <laughs>
0: well, I hadn't heard of it, but I'm going. I just went to the the bookstore on the Kindle, and it, that was the number one bestseller. So I thought, hey, I'll give it a try. It was only like four bucks on the Kindle, I and mean, of course, the next two books they up the price because they know they've hooked you.
3: <laughs> ah.
0: So anyway, so now I have to go back to reading nonfiction stuff before Christmas. So anyway, well, anything else uh, going on with you?
2: Uh, not, and you know, nothing in particular. I, I just I would like to add this in. Uh, this is episode fourteen. Yes. Episode thirteen is where you talk to Eva T. Right. Uh, so just to clarify for me. Uh, I would like to, to shout out to her. Uh, I didn't actually talk to her. How we do this is you and I record our part, and then you do your interviewing part, which I stink at talking to people and interviewing, which is great. But uh, <laughs> the thing about flossing, like I've been thinking <laughs> nonstop about that. And I'm gonna, it's uh, it's time for a confessional here, uh, and I am being 100% dead serious. I'm not like – there's no hyperbole in this. When I say I don't floss, I don't mean like I don't floss twice very often. Yeah, I mean I don't floss – Like, period. You don't have floss
0: in your home.
2: I don't (laughs) even know if I have any. So uh, the the last time I flossed was the last time I went to the dentist. And I say I flossed. I didn't. The the hygienist flossed for me and made this, like, you know, very disgusted looking face. And I'm like, hey, keep your faces to yourself. Do what I'm paying you for. Let's clean my teeth. So uh, I've never really thought about flossing in terms of how (laughs) she put it. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't you know. know. The Maybe whole thing food. about, like, if,
0: you, if, you're infl- if you're inflamed that much, that means, like, there's stuff getting into your bloodstream that might not supposed to be there. And that's a I've never a thought. ever thought about yeah, that. It's a that. great thought. That being
2: a gateway for, like, uh, you know, bacteria and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just thought of mouth as food hole, you know, food right. goes down food hole, and that's all <laughs> it's for. So, I don't know. I, I, I have some hard thinking ahead if I want to change my ways of, and, uh, and actually floss uh but she even if you're listening you gave me uh you gave me something to think about over this christmas season <laughs> i'm not thinking about christmas right not thinking about any of the holidays nothing like that i'm just flossing. sitting around like in the pose of like that statue the thinker and i'm just thinking about floss and if i'd like to make the daily commitment to flossing or I even thought... like the monthly commitment to flossing would be more <laughs> than i've month. got now
0: well um you know, you said something about how we do it separately. One of these days, we need to do like a uh, a <laughs> a three way Skype uh, uh call and have you on the interview that we do. So, but anyway, that's just a side thought. On today, cool. on today's show, we talk to the great, yes, the great Ben Greenfield. That is Ben Greenfield. Then it's another hilarious edition of the Humans Being human segment with Jim Laird and Molly Galbraith of J&M Strength Conditioning. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. Find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, Simply Human Kids page, and more. Follow me on Twitter, at simplyhuman52. And you can email questions, concerns, comments to simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. So, without further ado, my conversation with... Ben Greenfield, a coach, author, speaker, ex-bodybuilder, and Ironman triathlete. His science-based approach to discovering a potent balance between health and performance has revolutionized the way thousands of athletes and exercise enthusiasts around the world live, train, and eat. Ben now works with athletes, CEOs, and soccer moms from around the world to achieve amazing feats of physical endurance without destroying their body in the process. Today we talk to Ben about three C's. And then a bonus C, coffee crystals, cold showers, and you'll just have to stay tuned to figure out what that fourth C is. Rick, any guesses? Uh, uh no, that's not it. Uh, here's Ben. All right, joining me on the Simply Human podcast, uh, this is like I can't even I can't even compare what this is like uh to to some protege having i guess it's like the karate kid if the karate kid had never met mr miyagi and then all of a sudden mr miyagi is talking to the karate kid this is kind of like what that is <laughs> ben, ben greenfield is on the show uh and uh, he's just uh it, it's we could really get in uh, in danger of of covering just sort of getting into way too much stuff. You have tons of of stuff going on. Uh, But there are three things I want to talk to you about. But first, I just want you to kind of say, first of all, thank you for being on the show. And then answer the
1: question. Yeah, um, no problem.
0: Who has been Greenfield? And I'd like for you to start from the day you were born and work up to just the minute that I called you a second ago.
1: Perfect, sounds good. How much time do we
0: have? Uh, 40 hours, I think. <laughs> All right. Let's
1: let's let's do this. Buckle we'll we'll, down. And, we'll yeah. wrap it up by Christmas. Yeah. Um, uh, who who is Ben Greenfield? Um, I'm a I'm a sports nutritionist. I'm a I'm a biohacker. Uh, I am a guy who likes to guinea pig weird stuff on myself and um, try and ensure my body doesn't implode in the process, and then take what I learn and go out and try and help other people do things like you know achieve amazing feats of physical performance, do triathlons, lose weight, you know, gain muscle, whatever it is uh, folks want to achieve. So that's kind of what I geek out on.
0: Cool and you are tell me about like you were the personal trainer of the year, like what did all that what are the details behind that? Um I was the personal trainer of the year <laughs> I am like what was the <laughs> <laughs> you're like you nailed it <laughs> what was the uh, uh, like the the governing body or like who you know voted on that yeah. how did that work
1: uh the national straight conditioning association the only uh internationally recognized uh certification organization for personal trainers um I was nominated by a physician in two thousand eight um and then a uh they They go through thousands of of personal trainer applications and nominations and kind of, um, I, I ended up getting voted as, as the top personal trainer in 2008 based off of work I'd done in my local community, um, you know, I at that point was doing a lot with like exercises, medicine, and working with a lot of local docs, and kind of had a, a few personal training studios set up, mostly in like a medical clinic setting, and was just uh, trying to help a lot of folks out and do uh, do as many cutting edge things as possible to ensure that you know it wasn't just fitness, you know, the, being the message I was preaching, but also you know nutrition, uh, holistic living, and um, and yeah, that that's uh, that's basically. What I was doing um, back in 2008. Now I do a lot more uh, online than I do brick and mortar. But yeah, that was that was kind of the deal behind that.
0: Cool. And uh, my my tens of listeners will understand, uh, you know, why I wanted to have you on because there are four pillars of the simply human lifestyle. It's eat like a human, and I, I do a lot of, um, you know, all my meats grass fed and eat very high fat and uh, uh you know normal carb i don't like to use the term low carb and then sleep like a human i wear the orange glasses and the sleep mask and you know light my whole house within my you know with candles and all sorts of stuff the girls might have two daughters and a son and they think it's great, but um, I'm protecting them from melatonin in, inhibition. And then move like a human is moving slow, lifting heavy things, uh, being flexible and mobile and stable, uh, and then enjoying life like a human is the uh, sort of mitigating stress part of it. So, um, Cool. So, yeah, so I know you sort of, we, we overlap a lot on our sort of beliefs on, on a lot of those things and philosophy on how to be healthy. So uh, one of those things... Happens to be something that I do. I didn't do this morning just because I ran out of time. And it's probably a good sign that I didn't need my coffee to because I'm not reliant on the caffeine. But you have an interesting uh, perspective on coffee. I, and I, I just kind of heard you like briefly mention this on one of your podcasts that your dad was like, a, what, what did he do in coffee? And sort of what is your what is your take on coffee?
1: Well, my dad was kind of like a serial entrepreneur, but one of the things that he did for about four years was he ordered uh, green unroasted coffee beans from around the world. And he roasted them. Um, he had like a full-on like coffee roasting, almost like a warehouse set up full of burlap bags uh, with green coffee and would spend his day roasting coffee and shipping it and selling it all over the world. And uh, it was called Greenfield Coffee Roasters. And so, you know, from an early age, I kind of got a taste for coffee and appreciate good coffee. And... um uh yeah that was that was what my dad did was he was a coffee roaster he's not anymore but um that coffee roaster that original coffee roaster that he first started with still exists and is still roasting coffee right now in a tiny little town in moscow uh idaho and still shipping coffee all over the world um my mom kind of took over the business and that's that's what she does now is uh sell coffee and run a coffee house
0: cool and i know caffeine gets a bad rap uh in mainstream, but why is good quality coffee okay to do? And one of the things that you mentioned and that I do now is that I'll do like two bags of the upgraded coffee from the Bulletproof Exec website, and, which, which lasts about actually, – actually, I'll do about four bags. So it lasts me about two months, and then I'll do one bag of the decaf which is about two weeks worth, and I'll I'll cycle it off. So why why is caffeine okay, and it's not something that we sh- we need to be afraid of?
1: Well, caffeine is is just a I means. It's a drug, just like any drug. You know, like like pot or like ayahuasca or like um, you know arsenic or or anything else. Like it has chemical properties that are that are, you know, useful in certain situations. And, you know, with, with caffeine, it's typically stabilization of blood sugar, utilization of free fatty acids and wakefulness. And so, um, you know, coffee is a plant. It it you know you always got to look at the initial source of the plant. You know where you're getting it from. You know you look at something like peanuts, for example. You if you were going to eat peanuts, you'd want peanuts from a dry, arid climate. Uh, you know, preferably organic, so that they have less uh, what's called aflatoxin mold on them. Coffee very similar. It can it can you know especially if grown in or, or grown in like you know low altitude uh, moisture climates can be richer in mycotoxins or fungi or mold spores and so you know again coffee grown in like a high altitude drier climate like costa rica um is okay in moderate amounts you know it has some protective effects effects against like diabetes alzheimer's um you know can obviously have some some good effects when you when you need a quick you know kick in the pants in the morning um so yeah, I go about six weeks on, two weeks off. Uh, caffeine to decaf, uh, just switch to decaf to reset uh, the receptors in the brain that are responsible for actually uh, not only maintaining your uh, your sensitivity to caffeine, but also um, you know they're called adenosine receptors, and they're they're what adenosine, which helps you to feel uh, drowsy when it's time to go to sleep. Uh, They help your body to actually uh, bind that adenosine and and be responsive to it. And, you know, if you do caffeine for a really, really long period of time, caffeine binds to those same receptors. So you grow more and more and more adenosine receptors. So not only do you need more and more caffeine to fill those receptors and keep you awake, but you also need more and more adenosine at night, uh, and your body can only make so much, and so you end up having trouble falling asleep at night. So typically you know it takes 10 to 14 days to reset those adenosine receptors so i go about six weeks on two weeks off uh, caffeine and um yeah i don't i don't really have any issues with coffee from that standpoint um even though i am currently about 16 days into just trying a 30-day no coffee at all experiment no decaf no caffeine nothing um just to see if it has any effect on gut health and on uh on just kind of like bowel movements and things of that nature. I just want to see if the acidity in, in in coffee causes any issues or if I notice any beneficial effects from stopping it for about thirty days. So
0: cool. And now when you when you cycle off and you're on decaf for that two weeks, do you notice any change? Like when I when I did the TGAF the first time I cycled off under the decaf, I, I didn't feel any different at all. Do you do you feel any different or is that
1: should you not feel any difference? Uh, you should feel different. Like if if you're drinking caffeinated coffee and it's not affecting you, you may have adrenal fatigue issues. Okay. Um, your your kidneys may need some uh some rebooting. You know, your adrenal glands may not be be able to respond to that caffeine the way that they are supposed to in terms of their epinephrine and adrenaline production. So, um, so yeah, you should definitely notice a difference.
0: Okay. Well, what what uh, well, we can talk about that later. But the uh because there's there there are three c's that I want to get to, and we just covered the first one coffee, and then there 's actually a bonus C that if we have time we'll, we'll get to it but the the second thing is uh something that I do every morning that I actually heard about on on ben 's podcast uh gosh i don 't know a couple years ago, I think, um, but cold showers in the morning, and i 've gotten to where i 've probably taken three or four hot showers in the last maybe six months i i 've gotten to where I just prefer getting in the especially when it's really cold outside and the pipe water out you know from the ground is really really cold uh where it almost makes you like pass out it's so cold and i just get under the faucet and just turn it on barely turn the shower on and just get hit with cold water like what what are the benefits of cold showers and why do you uh why do you recommend uh, messing with some of that cold thermogenesis
1: well, it's pretty traditional. I mean, in, in most cultures that are like warrior cultures, warrior populations, cultures who want to induce toughness in children or in babies to expose them to, to cold and especially cold water immersion at an early age, um, John Durant in his book, Paleo Manifesto, has a really good uh, section on this and, and kind of deep, delves more deeply into the history of using Cold exposure, uh, but you also get upregulation of uh, endothelial nitric oxide synthase, which is really good for cardiovascular health and uh, and for athletes who need you know really good blood flow and oxygen and nutrient delivery to tissue. It's really good for shutting down uh, C-reactive protein and inflammation. It's um, you know it's it's good for uh, increasing wakefulness. You know we talk about coffee, cold showers also work pretty well for that. Um, it's good at increasing your your, your toughness. Um, it, it definitely has a metabolism boosting fat burning effect because it increases, uh, the formation of brown adipose tissue with bur- which, you know, burns calories to generate heat. So yeah, I'm definitely a fan. I, I actually was doing some, some polar bear swimming in the San Francisco Bay over the weekend. And, um, man, you talked about cold, that was about <laughs> 49 degrees wow. and, uh, it's it's kind of kind of interesting. So there's a great big old salmon shark right off the bay down there. It looks like a great white shark and scares the heck out of you when you see this huge shadowy shark swim underneath you out there in the cold San Francisco Bay. But uh, it's it's quite the adventure. It's kind of like a cold shower on steroids yeah. when you're when you're doing it in, out in the cold water in the middle of the ocean, surrounded by uh, big sharks. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Cool. So, yeah,
0: I, I work at a university and in our athletic. Uh, Department, you know, we've got the cold tub, whatever, and they usually keep it around fifty-four or fifty-five. And I've gotten where I can go in there and sit. You know, you kind of get to the point at first; it it hurts. You kind of get to the point where it starts to feel warm, and then you kind of feel like I could just sort of slip under the water and. And end all, you know, it's like then you're like, okay, it's time to get out. Like your uh, your brain starts to kind of slow down. <laughs> so it's uh, I, but I always feel great and energized when I get out of that cold tub. Uh, when I do this super super
1: cold. So, oh yeah, I mean, you could certainly never do it. Like I've I've personally like you know doing like cold water swims and rivers and stuff. Gotten to the point where. You, you lose complete nervous system control. I've, I've literally like gotten out of cold rivers and crapped myself, like literally just like crapped my pants from like totally losing control Man. fully of, of all function. and, and yeah, you, you do get to a point where you can overdo it.: Yeah, yeah that's hilarious.
0: All right, so that's the second C. The third C is another yet another thing that I do uh, because Ben told me to, uh, and explain now, I have to wear this thing on my wrist inside out or or like where the where the crystal is on the inside so it looks like a watch so people aren't like what's that because it's like when you start trying to explain it to people they look at you like they sort of glaze over so sort of explain this the crystal bracelet and and that whole sort of you know just kind of describe that and and explain what that is
1: oh i think you're talking about the encoder bracelet yes yes yeah so the yeah, that's that's the bracelet from uh, superhumanencoder.com. dot com, and you know stones that contain iron, like uh, what are called ferromagnetic stones, um, tourmaline crystals, for example, or um, another stone that that has these same properties. Um, black tourmaline, um, they all these all these quartz crystals, stones, etc. Yeah. They contain. Uh, basically almost like a electromagnetic field, um, blocking type of properties, uh, that, that allow them to, um, almost like absorb radiation from, uh, from EMF, like, uh, you know, from like a Wi-Fi signal, that type of thing. And so they're protective. And in most cases they're placed on jewelry, like a necklace, uh, bracelet, things of that nature. But, uh, up until a few years ago, I hadn't really found anything that I could use that was appropriate for athletes that you could just like, you know, go lift weights or go swim or whatever and, and not have to like take it on or, or take it off, put it back on that type of thing. So that's all this bracelet is. It's a, it's a, um, it's a crystal that mitigates the effect of electromagnetic pollution. And it's also been exposed to about a 10 Hertz frequency. Uh, and because it's a piezoelectric crystal, it, captures that frequency that it was exposed to and vibrates at that 10 hertz frequency. And 10 hertz um, is your alpha brainwave frequency. So it can actually al- amplify your, your alpha brainwave frequency, um, which is that 8 to 12 hertz range, and kind of keep you in, in the zone, so to speak, from a mental standpoint. So it has both EMF blocking properties and also kind of uh, alpha wave brainwave production um, enhancing properties, and so usually most people notice that they they sh- they either sleep better or focus better or both when they use something like that. Yeah,
0: well, very cool. And uh, and I will link to all the uh, all this stuff, uh, superhumanencoder.com, and and uh, BenGreenfieldFitness.com. And if you go to that website and start looking at some of the things that. That Ben you know talks about and suggests, then you'll you'll basically see what I do. Actually, I I bought a uh, an Aer- Aeropress coffee deal. Uh, I actually, bought two of them, one for my brother and one for me. And I've been using it, and just because I you know heard you mention it one morning, and I just like bought it right there. And it's I love it. I love that thing. Um, and so when I do my outdoor survival training course, I'll still be able to uh, make my coffee uh, in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm i I'm, I'm a big fan of the Europress. press. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So we, we made it through the three C's. And so I think we're going to have time to, uh, to, to do the bonus, the bonus C, which is mm. uh, crap, crap <laughs> is, you know, uh, I guess poo or, uh, uh, I guess what's the, uh, excrement is the correct word for it, but we're gonna call it crap to go with the theme of the four the C's on the show. Uh, and so, you know, I have a squatty potty because you said to get a squatty potty. And it really does make sense. Like when I tell people, you know, we start talking about stuff and if it if it goes that direction, I'll say, How did cavemen poop? They didn't go out and they or not you know, even cavemen, just early man, whatever. They didn't go out and sit on a nice little chair in the woods. I mean they squatted down and that's you know, I guess from a from a physical standpoint, that is how you unkink and that is how you get to where it all can come out. So sort of explain the uh, the whole squatty potty and sort of what your poo should look like in a nutshell, <laughs> but not really in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, not in a nutshell, <laughs> not with not with undigested pieces of corn and flaxseed in it. Right. <laughs> um, no, uh, basically when you sit, your hip flexor shorten and you have a muscle called a puborectalis muscle that shortens that keeps you from... Being able to uh, to to defecate in an efficient manner. And you also uh, kink your what's called your colorectal angle, which is the actual angle of the tube that travels from your colon through your rectum when you're in that seated position. So we get a shortening of the muscle that's responsible for allowing us to, to mildly strain when defecating. And we also get a kinking of the actual tube itself. And that, that's a pretty potent one-two combo when it comes to requiring you to have to try a lot harder than you should have to try to go to the bathroom. So something like the Squatty Potty allows you to uh, get into a more traditional squatting type of position using a Western toilet uh, versus, you know, having a shovel and going and digging a hole in your backyard and covering it all back up when you're done. I'm not going to say I haven't um, done that, but, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that, that gets old fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what the Squatty Potty is, and... Um, you know, as far as the way that your stool should look, I mean, you know, for, for me, I've pretty much trained myself to have just like one big bell movement in the morning and that's it. That's just convenient for me. Um, took a little while, like for me, to, for me to do that, for me to really ensure I was pretty much done every morning and then not having to go back to the bathroom later on in the day. Um, but that's, that's the way that I do things. And typically you're, you're just looking for, uh, you know, basically, uh, not a, not a liquid, texture, not, not a rabbit pellet texture, but something kind of in between There's a really good stool scale called the Bristol stool scale that, you know, and basically kind of like the ideal poo is, is kind of like, you know, soft, think of like a sausage, you know, kind of like that, um, you know, in terms of size, it varies from person to person, but, you know, I've got two five-year-old boys, and and you know they haven't had a chance yet to have their guts all messed up from <laughs> typical Western, you know, sad diet, standard American diet, um, and you know they've they've got just big old sausage poos and um, <laughs> unedible sausage you know, that's, that's poos. That's the way that 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 poo should look, and and uh, it should it should come out pretty easy if you're in that traditional squatting position. So.
0: If you ever uh, if you're ever back on the Simple Human podcast, we can we can talk about and sort of try to solve why my beagle one of my beagles eats his own poo and what what we can do to solve that problem because uh, his breath is terrible, um, much like mine is after I eat my own poo. So yeah, at least we have that, that in common. To be an issue. Thank <laughs> God for Altoids. <laughs> yes, lots and lots of Altoids. Um, all right. So, what I guess I other than linking everything in the show notes, where can people find you? What do you have going on right now? What are some things that you got working on?
1: I just finished writing a book and it kind of wraps up, you know, pretty much everything I preach from like a healthy living, optimizing performance, uh, detoxing your your body uh, kind of standpoint. And that's at beyondtrainingbook.com. Um, that's, what I'm working really hard on is just kind of, kind of getting that, the word about that book out. Cause that's kind of my atlas of the human body, human mind, human performance kind of all wrapped into one. And then, um, yeah, aside from that, I'm, I'm kind of focusing this year on getting in more into, uh, adventure racing and obstacle racing. And, uh, I'm going to go to a seal fit camp to kind of challenge my body with kind of like a mini hell week and, and just, uh, just do some things. Uh, other than Ironman Triathlon, which I've been doing for about a decade or so and I'll kind of change things up, try, try some Spartan racing, some adventure racing, geocaching, stuff like that.
0: Cool, very cool. And uh, so, and, and we can sort of take off the uh, biohacker hat and, and uh, the nutritionist and personal trainer when I ask you this next question, and it is something I ask every guest. And what is something that you enjoy about life or something that you do to make life more enjoyable?
1: Hmm. I think probably one of the things that helps me quite a bit, um, appreciate and assimilate and, um, kind of engage with, with, uh, with what I'm doing on a daily basis would be, uh, journaling. Like I I journal every night, like what I'm grateful about. And then in the morning, get up and journal, um, what it is I want to achieve for that day. That's one thing. And I use a five minute journal for that. I think it's like 5minutejournal.com, okay. um, just because it's quick and easy and asks you all the questions that you need to answer, and you just do it. And then the other thing that I like to do is play guitar. So I play guitar about three times a week and just kind of croon and sing, and sometimes I'll just play something from the top 40 playlists that I like. Sometimes I'll actually give myself a lesson using one of my guitar lesson books, um, You know, play some scales, stuff like that. But I like music quite a bit too. I think it has some, some cool healing and brain-enhancing properties, and it's just fun. Cool. What kind of guitar do you have? Um, it's a Takamai. Yeah, cool. it's the brand? Yeah, T A K A T A K A M A I. Yeah, yeah. I've got a uh,
0: Martin acoustic and a Gibson Les Paul electric and a Fender Stratocaster electric. It's sitting, I'm holding. Oh it wow. I Have it right next to my yeah. So I I enjoy it to play, and I know it's uh, it's hard with with small kids, but a lot now I can sort of work it into the bedtime. I, I can. I've learned some sort of slower songs that that uh yep. and so I, that's that's how i get my uh my guitar playing in i play for the girls so nice <laughs> yeah
1: nice yeah my boys love
0: puff the magic dragon that's, <laughs> yes. that's their favorite it's a classic <laughs> that's one that i like as well cool all right well uh well i appreciate you being on and we are coming up on time hopefully you know uh we'll send some folks your way and hopefully you will uh, we'll get the book going and i'm definitely uh going to buy the book and read it i'm actually i just started the divergent series this week i don't know if you've it's like the Hunger Games Twilight series. So I, I posted on Facebook the other day that uh, I'm going to go ahead and finish this series and complete my my uh, sort of transforming into a teenage girl. So it's it's going to happen when I finish this book series. So was that I sounds like that? really really good goal. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what, that's what I aspire to be <laughs> a teenage girl. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can we can have you back on at some point next year. and Have a Merry Christmas. This is actually going to air on the 28th, which is my uh, 11th anniversary, and so ha- Happy New Year to everyone and to you and your family, and we appreciate your time.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me on, Mark.
0: All right, thank you, Ben. I'll have links to everything we talked about in the show notes. And to find the show notes, go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and click on Take Me to the Simply Human Podcast. So now it's time for the Humans Being Human segment where we talk to Jim Laird and Molly Galbraith about shattered arms and vomit. Here they are.
2: Well,
3: then...
0: Yeah, you know what? Yes. Stepping in your vomit. Stepping in
4: your vomit. Oh, is stepping
3: funny. in my vomit. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let, human let's, being human. Let,
0: let's think outside the box. Let's just let's just do that first. So oh, tell I've, that I've story. got a good one. Tell that one.
3: Oh, you my want me goodness.
4: to tell my, my, yeah. my good story? Yeah, let's just do okay. it. Okay. Well I've got i I've got a I've got a whole bunch of them, but <laughs> um when I, I was living in Redding, California, I played uh college football at Shasta Junior College in Redding, California. Um, and I was living in the I didn't have much money and i was living in in the top of a barn on a farm nice and um the the farmer that the guy that i lived with they were really frustrated because every night like once or two, every two weeks these guys would come down the street in their truck a pickup truck and they would knock the mailboxes off oh, okay and you could hear him driving down the road bang 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 they'd be hitting these mailboxes <clears throat> so he called me one night about 11 o'clock and they'd usually come through about two o'clock in the morning usually on a friday or a saturday night and he said, uh, "He said, I want you to, um, I want you to stay up tonight and listen, you know, hang out and listen for this truck coming by."
0: And oh, you're, you're like a. So what, what about, did, you, did you play fullback or like defensive end? Like what? Was yeah,
4: your... I was, a, I was, a, I was a fullback. Okay, yeah, I, I just, I block, could just tell that
0: by looking block, just at okay. your, at your neck and head, I could just uh, give guess yeah. that. So, and <laughs> yeah, anyway, you're like 19 block, years old. Catch the ball. You're like 19 Pardon at me? this point. You're like 19 years old at this point.
4: Yeah, I was like nineteen, okay, and uh, so, a big so I'm. Yeah. It's about so I'm staying up. I'm sitting out on the porch. In this little barn that they made It's like a studio apartment. It's like a hundred degrees outside, and I'm sitting out there. And all of a sudden, this truck comes down the road, you know. And all of a sudden, I hear this loud ding, like a loud tuning fork. If you've ever heard a tuning fork, and this scream like ah, like at the top of his lungs, and the truck kind of skids out of control off to the side. Well. What had happened was, is the farmer had gotten so sick of having his mailbox broken, he took a huge steel pipe, <laughs> solid steel, and drove it seven feet into oh, the ground. And then he built uh, wood around it and built a mailbox uh, on top of it oh, that is and, and put the post inside the mailbox. <laughs> so these guys are using an aluminum baseball bat, and they were driving down the road and they hit this thing doing like 50 miles an hour <laughs> the guy shattered both his arms oh, like shattered his forearms no and no. um absolutely i mean i've never heard like the tuning the, the baseball bat rang for probably a good 5 minutes so like what and what did you I, I, do? what
0: was your role like he wanted you to go out there just to witness this no uh, he
4: just wanted me to listen he was like he was really proud of the no. whole situation <laughs> he just you know he was like dude just you stay up and listen so it's i gonna be great. so i ended up hearing this like you know this tune and i i was laughing so hard i like <laughs> like peed my pants so there's your there you
0: yeah. there's
4: your uh their bodily fluids but um i mean it. it's just i mean the sound and the poor dude like the scream like it oh. was like somebody was removing his fingernails i mean it was so oh. bad And i mean this was a good half a mile away and uh you know my role was he just was really proud of what he had done <laughs> he just wanted to and, win and uh, of course they had never there was no more uh mailboxes ever uh messed with on that that road again it's,
0: it's like that uh that donald duck cartoon where he puts the snowman around the the boulders i don't know if you remember that one from from yes. way back yes i've uh, seen that yeah, it's kind of <laughs> kind of like kind of like that but that's awesome so do you you, you had another one uh that came to mind
4: oh, i had another oh i have another one yeah. yeah i um i was playing in an all-star game um like i like we had like a we like just like toward, before high school, we called it like Bantam football. And I was on the Alberta team, and we were playing British Columbia in Vancouver. And um, the team we were playing was like massive. And they were all – I think they were a high school team. And um, it was like in, in Vancouver in the wintertime, it rains a lot. So it was like this big downpour. And I was, they had me doing – I was one of the only guys on the team that, that caught the ball well, so I was returning punts. <laughs> <Nice>. So <clears throat> I caught the ball. And in fullback fashion, I ran straight up the middle, and I I didn't even think to like move out of you know run around anybody. This one (laughs) guy came down the field, and he was he was large, and I just aimed right at him, and I hit him as hard as I could, and I just like bounced off him and landed on the ground. I hit him so hard, I like I lost consciousness and I pissed my pants. (laughs) So that was that was kind of a and back you know back then they did you know they just kind of laughed and gave you a smelling salt and threw you back in the game. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I walked back, and luckily for me, uh, you know, the fact that it was raining and everything—that you know, nobody really knew that I peed my pants. Right, yeah, so
0: perfect. Thank you for the rain. Kinda, yeah, we had yeah. A, we had a guy like w- when I played, we were Division Two, and uh, so we had we'd have like these older guys playing that their eligibility wasn't mm-hmm. run out, and uh, we had this old guy, this old receiver. His name was Eugene, and we were out playing in Eastern New Mexico, and like he he catches an out, and. Like he's he's gone. He was like one of our best receivers in that year, and everybody's like, "Where's Gene? What, what's the deal?" And, like we go in at halftime, and he's in the he's in the showers because like when he I guess he caught the out, and when he got hit, he got hit like wrong in the stomach or something, and just pooped all over himself. Like so like, <laughs> they had to, like get him new pants and everything. So luckily that never happened to me. Yeah. So
4: well, I mean, Juco Juco football in California. I mean, they have. Everybody and their brothers playing that. I mean, it's right. it's insane yeah. what the kind of talent and the kind of players they have show up for that kind of stuff. Right.
0: Now, Molly, did you you had someone about stepping in vomit? Is that oh is goodness, that right? no? Is that, do you okay, feel comfortable so telling that?
3: If you know, if you know me, I'm not a big drinker, so I've no. probably
4: rarely, no, rarely ever <laughs> does Molly rarely. ever drink.
3: Right, I've probably drank maybe 10, 15 times in my life. Oh wow, okay. maybe, yeah. maybe, and and uh, I'd say at least half of those have ended very badly for me which is <laughs> why I don't really um, don't really uh, drink anymore or you know I've never really been a big drinker and so but one of them was my 21st birthday and at this point in time like I had maybe drank twice or something before my 21st birthday but of course you know so I'm really tall I'm like you know almost 511 you know hundred and whatever, 70-ish pounds, something like that. And I come from an Irish Catholic family who, like, when you can see over the counter, you can have your first beer, (laughs) right? right? So, like, basically, they pretty much, like, we're we're talking about, you know, uh, my – not that there's one in the works necessarily, we're talking about like at my wedding, if um, they said like one of my friends didn't have alcohol at their wedding and my family was like, if you didn't have alcohol, we probably wouldn't come. Right. So, that's the point. Um, you know, they, they pre-drink for everything. I mean, they pre-drink <laughs> for like, you know, Christmas mass. They pre-drink for like Thanksgiving. <laughs> I did a figure competition. They had a big party and pre-drank for it. <laughs> nice. So like pretty much the fact that I don't drink, like kind of, they love me, but they kind of were like, where did you come from? They so, kind of shake their hand anyway, at you. yeah. Yeah. So I, but I thought I was going to be all big and tough on my 21st birthday and have 21 drinks, right? Oh, because boy. that's the most reasonable thing for a human to do. <laughs> of course. Is the, that the ego, right? you know? So, um, I start, I'm like, well, I'm going to eat food and I'm going to start drinking early, you know? So we had the whole night planned out. I started drinking around six o'clock and sometime between six o'clock uh, in the evening and around two or two thirty in the morning, I managed to consume twenty one drinks. Oh I think I had about goodness. four, about like fourteen drinks and like seven shots. And of course, I'm not good at drinking. I'm not, you know, like so. I was drinking. <laughs> you apparently like, all 40 are very stuff, good so at just, drinking. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 I think it was the last four that put me over the edge. Um, because and of course, so everything I was drinking was like so sugary and just yeah. so like you know just absolutely horrible. So I remember, I can remember making it to number 17 and being like, I'm totally fine. I made it to 21, that's no big deal. You know, so just wasted. And so I apparently make it to 21. It's a little fuzzy from how I got home from the bar to how I got back to the guy I was dating at the time was Jim's roommate. Okay. And so it's a little fuzzy about how I got from the bar back to his house. I think my sister and some friends helped. But um, I was kind of vaguely remember crawling up the stairs mm-hmm. and getting, like, right to the top of the stairs. And about a foot and a half from the linoleum ah. uh, in the bathroom, I vomited all over the white carpet. Ah. So I couldn't make it the <laughs> extra foot and a half to the bathroom oh. where it would have just been a nice, easy, like, yeah. wet back cleanup. Yeah. I vomited. <laughs> All of my spaghetti that I had oh, for dinner, all of my alcohol, all of my, like, colorful shots <laughs> and, like, red fruity drinks all over the white carpet. Oh. And I guess, I mean, the, I guess my friends that were with me didn't clean it up or didn't clean it up well enough or whatever. So Jim wakes up the next morning and <laughs> wanders out into the hallway and steps in my cold oh. um, vomit. <laughs> it's probably,
4: it probably like yeah, I was like, what in the heck is this? <laughs> So I'm standing there in the vomit. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. And of
3: course, like, I'd never really been hungover before. So the next morning, I'm like, sick as a dog. Yeah.
0: Like, what's happening to says, me?
3: Yeah. What's happening to me? And everyone's like, well, fast food is the best way. Greasy food's the best way to cure yeah, hangovers. Okay, so I remember, of course. of course, they brought me Wendy's. I'm like downing Wendy's the next day. And it was, uh, it was nice. So yeah, that was. My my humans being human in terms of thinking that we're invincible. Yes, and, <laughs> and that, we're not. <laughs> you know, if we don't slow down, our bodies will slow us down, which we will probably be end up being a theme of this show. My yeah. body's like, I don't think so. You're gonna pay for this one. Yeah, so.
0: it, it goes across all uh, uh, yeah. things. It's not just about wellness, and it's about it, it, yeah, it's a, a high, overreaching uh, phenomenon. Not, well. Very good. That's uh, that's perfect. All right. Thank you, Jim and Molly. I'll have the link to their website in the show notes as well. Uh, Now it's time for the Simply Human tip of the week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And the tip of the week today, this week, is eat more fat and fat does not make you fat. So I was actually at a uh, sort of a company uh, Christmas party and somehow it came up somebody was drinking coffee and somebody said something like well this isn't there's not probably what you have in your coffee in this I don't have protein in here and I said well actually I don't put protein in my coffee I put fat in my coffee and this person said well I don't I don't oh, that would make me that would make it goes to my hips or something and I just you know I didn't want to get into it right then but it kind of goes along with that whole mindset that dietary fat does not make you fat and I'm actually working on an article right now kind of talking about this, and, and, uh, and stay tuned for this article, and it's basically going to talk about how correlation does not cause causation, and, and just because, you know, uh, well, it, it's kind of like, you know, when a baby cries, a lot of times he's pooped his pants, uh, so therefore, uh, when you cry, you have a tendency to poop your pants, and...
2: Uh, that's what always happens with me.
0: Yeah, so anytime I cry, my wife's always like, please, Mark, stop crying, i oh. And there we go <laughs> so anyway so any any thoughts on the whole uh eat, eat more fat uh deal
2: it just it, it goes contrary to what we've been told you know our whole lives we're you know mid-30s and you know for the last i don't know 100 years or whatever in this country that that's how you stay thin is you don't eat fat and it's you once you you just have to take that leap of faith that there's science is behind it and eat a ton of fat and don't eat a lot of you know don't eat processed food and grains and carbs and you'll realize that like oh man i'm taking in like you know if you, you if you keep track of it i'm taking in 200 and something grams of fat a day and i'm not getting any fatter in fact i'm getting slimmer i'm getting leaner i feel better so uh it's you know for people that listen and they don't necessarily buy into it i'm just you know give it three weeks you know
0: yeah, it's it's funny uh, the uh, how all this kind of started. And I'm going to ex- sort of explain this in my article. But uh, Ansel Keys, uh, back in like the 50s, had this belief that saturated fat raised cholesterol, which led to heart disease. And he looked at all the data from countries, and and you know it, it, the 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 points were all over the chart. Some countries ate a lot of fat and had no heart disease. Some had high heart disease and ate little fat. Some had high fat diets and high heart disease. It was all over. He picked seven countries of all the hundreds of countries that he looked at that fit his line showing that there was a causation between dietary fat and heart disease. And that's what he bases. That was his study. And that's what all this is based on. So it's sort of this uh, house of cards, so to speak. So anyway, eat more fat, extra virgin coconut oil, olive oil, um, if you get grass-fed meats, the fat uh, in those meats are, are really, really high quality. You do grass-fed butter, uh, he- heavy cream is great. So, uh, yeah. So, eat more fat. Fat doesn't make you fat. Sugar makes you fat. So, that is the tip of the week. Good tip. All right. So, thanks for listening to this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. Coming up next time, it's doctor, author, and sleep expert, Dr. Richard Hansler, who we heard from, uh, I guess what, last <laughs> week. Uh, who with apparently, the greatest
2: quote in the history of this podcast? Yes,
0: who it's all uphill
2: from now yeah. on to try to find something better than that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll have to have him back on. So he's the co-founder of LowBlueLights.com. Uh, you can find us online at SimplyHumanLifestyle.com. Now, there are links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel there. Simply the Kids page is also linked there. Follow me on Twitter at SimplyHuman52. Questions, concerns, comments can be emailed to SimplyHumanLifestyle at com. Please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening, good or
2: bad. Any publicity is good publicity. So, uh, Rick, any, any parting thoughts? Uh, no, I didn't know I was going to be expected to come up with some parting thoughts. So well, I, you should uh, do... How about this? Happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, happy- this is two days before uh, New Year's Eve. Have a happy and safe New Year's Eve. Uh, don't drink and drive. That's yes. always a, a good thing, and there you go.
0: Or text and drive. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, which is... I'm <laughs> bad at as well. Yes.
0: All right, so that'll do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast. And remember...
4: They hit this thing doing like 50 miles an hour. The guy shattered both his arms. Oh. Well, like, shattered his forearm.
0: So until next time, enjoy yourselves.